Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the battle of the metaphors, the shepherd versus the fisherman. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so let's start this because I was thinking about topics that have come up in church and Uh you get a lot of the shepherd and the Lord is my shepherd and the good shepherd and you get a lot of the fisher of men in fishing metaphors. Yeah. So let's start with the metaphors themselves. I was wondering where you came up with this. (laughs) And where where they show up and what they are. All right, so... The metaphors themselves come from various different places. So the shepherd metaphor has longer roots or deeper roots if we stick and don't mix our metaphors, although we probably will be mixing metaphors in this particular podcast. It happens. It does. But the deeper rootedness of the shepherd is that it goes back into the Hebrew scriptures. Okay. So for example, you have the Lord is my shepherd. That's coming from the Hebrew scriptures out of the Psalms. And you have God will raise up a good shepherd for God's people who will watch over the sheep and will not let them be harmed. That's coming out of Hebrew scriptures and harking back to David being a shepherd, King David being a shepherd and King David's line being responsible for where Jesus comes from. Okay. So this idea of God's people having a shepherd and even even Moses, right? Moses spent time being a shepherd. That's what Moses is out doing in the wilderness when he finds the burning bush. And so this idea of the agrarian lifestyle, the idea of watching over, tending a flock, this was something that was understood and known. It was a metaphor that worked for God's people within the Hebrew scriptures and stuck through to the Greek scriptures. It was one that was dearly beloved of Jesus and the Judean culture. It clearly works as we're talking about, you know, the Lamb of God and Mm -hmm. understanding those pieces. It was a very common kind of context. And so that particular metaphor rooted deeply within Jewish culture, rooted deeply within Hebrew scripture, rooted deeply within Jesus's own understanding and own metaphors of his own faith tradition, continue into the Greek culture and the Greek scriptures for us. So we have then Jesus talking about being the good shepherd and Jesus saying, you know, I am the good shepherd. I am the gate for the sheep. And talking about helping to separate the sheep from the goats and those kinds of things within our Gospels. Mm-hmm. And really harking back a lot towards those Hebrew scriptures. The fisher metaphor, the fishing metaphors, those are much more contemporary metaphors to Jesus and Jesus's disciples. Okay. That was very much what the disciples of Jesus were doing at the time, right? Jesus recruited fishermen. Jesus recruited people who were fishing along the Sea of Galilee, people who were doing that as their living. 
And that was the contemporary kind of work, the hands-on work that they were doing and the world that they were living in and the world that they knew. And so it comes into the Greek scriptures in the way that, say, if I were looking for a contemporary kind of metaphor, Mm -hmm. I might be looking at IT metaphors. Okay. Right? Or gaming metaphors or anything with our contemporary culture, anything to do with computers or memes, right? The way that we talk to each other with emojis or ways that we communicate that are relatable within our contemporary culture and things that we understand with one another because they are our daily lives. Fishing was the daily life. It's like using office culture pre-pandemic. We don't have much office culture right now, but it could be like using office culture metaphors pre-pandemic. Is that making sense? It is making sense. And I'm thinking about the examples that you gave. And I'm thinking about a problem with that that we'd have today that I'm not sure they necessarily would have had back when the Hebrew scriptures and the Greek was written. Mm -hmm. Because there is seemed to be much more of a disparity between the generations today in terms of knowledge and understanding and what metaphors would work versus what wouldn't. Mm. Whereas fishing and shepherding seem much more universal, even if it's not your common experience, it's something you can understand. My parents, however, they would not understand a meme, even if you explained it to them for days. And I don't know whether or not this is actual or if it feels this way, that it definitely feels like the speed of information and the pace of information has gotten to be so great and so fast in the last 20 years Mm -hmm. that our generations are so far from one another in the level of knowledge of reference, like metaphorical reference, Mm -hmm. that it is very hard to find an overarching metaphor that will reach across generations now. And I don't know if that is accurate or perceived in the same way that we think back across generations and think, well, our generation has it the hardest. Mm -hmm. And we don't always give credibility to the kinds of challenges that previous generations experienced within their teenage years or their growing up years. But at the same time, I think that we are in a unique kind of pressure situation In 2023, Mm -hmm. if folks are listening to this five years from now, it is 2023. You know, the pandemic is still there, but the emergency has been declared over and we are experiencing record heat already in Portland this summer. So climate change is definitely a thing and tensions are running high and gun violence is at an extreme and racial tensions continue to grow and anti-trans legislation is at an all-time high and there's so very much that creates a sense of direness Mm -hmm. to where we are in this time 
and the kinds of metaphors that young generations are creating and relating to one another happen at the speed of the internet, which Mm -hmm. is awfully fast. Mm -hmm. And if you're not keeping up with it, the ability to know if they are talking about shepherds or fishermen or superhero of the week, you miss being able to communicate. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, right, our octogenarians or our nonagenarians, our 90, 80, 90 year olds, are still speaking in metaphors of shepherd and fisherman, mm-hmm. which do not resonate with the younger generation. So it's very interesting because I think historically we were able to find one metaphor that stuck for a longer period of time. I think a prime example of this is just how quickly the news cycle is moving these days where something used to be in the news for, you know, weeks or months, possibly even years. And now you have hours to days. Or minutes. Yeah. And that's about it. You get one blip and then it's on to the next and it's not something inconsequential. It's the next mass shooting, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just so fast. And I think it's such an incredible sensation of this whirlwind of things that are happening to people. And we do have access to stay on top of it. We do have the access to keep aware of this in ways that we have not had historically. And so because of that whirlwind that is held in the palms of our hands, literally, Literally, right? We hold this and it, it, some people even have notifications coming in and swirling them all day long. And so how we find a way to understand that, we lean into metaphor usually to be able to understand that, but we don't have one big common metaphor like a shepherd who is going to lead us or fishing that connects us in a region because there is no overarching general way in which we make our money. There's such a variety of ways in which we are trying to survive that those metaphors that can connect us become difficult to find a connecting point to. And then in our scriptures, we have these metaphors like shepherd and fisherman that becomes so far away from us, right? I have never tended to a flock of sheep before. No. I have gone fishing maybe four times in my life. And it was a long time ago. Very, very, very long time ago. And before I was a person of faith, Mm -hmm. right? So I wasn't thinking about Jesus when I was fishing. I wasn't thinking about how does this relate to my faith or the experience of it. And I wasn't fishing with nets. I was fishing with a pole. Yeah. Well... And I think of the people in my life that I do know that go fishing and I do believe it's spiritual for them, but I think it's more of a meditation thing necessarily than you're getting, I don't know, some evangelical or some other aspect of it, right? Right. Interesting. Okay. So how do you find these are to preach on then? Do you find the shepherd is easier or the fisherman is easier or neither one? Good question. I think... I find shepherd easier than fishing. Okay. Probably because there's more examples of shepherd and it has deeper roots. Okay. 
and we have more images of sheep and shepherding than we do. And in some ways we can relate to it. Like I can take shepherding and relate it to being nurtured or cared for or watched over. Sure. We all still go to school. We all still have a teacher who still got to get everybody around the playground and moved around the school. Yep. Exactly. Or maybe a parent felt like they were nurturing or a grandparent felt like they were nurturing and kind of guiding us along. Right. Like we we have these experiences of this or we have felt like we were guiding a group or that kind of a thing. We've seen pictures, images of shepherds and sheep herding. So even if we haven't experienced it ourselves, I think that we've been able to access it enough Mm -hmm. that we can poke at that metaphor enough. And again, because it has such deep roots into the Hebrew scripture and it is across all four gospels and it's utilized so much throughout the gospels that we have the capacity to kind of unpack and find multiple ways, many, many different ways into it. And it is a much more loose metaphor. It's a much more open metaphor. Even the Gospels play with it more. How so? Maybe because John plays with it more. And so everything John plays with gets loosey-goosey, right? Sure. So, you know, like, dude, my voice know my name and I know my sheep and they're going to, when I call my sheep out, they know my voice over other people's voice. And yeah, my sheep know me and I know my sheep. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, that's big and open enough that we can enter into that with our own pathways. It's not so literal, like Matthew saying, I am going to separate sheep from goats and sheep are good and goats are bad and sheep go on this side and goats go on that side. And we get into Matthew's like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right, which can get hard to parse. Not a lot of gray areas. Right. It gets rough. Mm -hmm. But we have moments with the sheep metaphor that give us some space to enter into the metaphor and kind of meander through it and see how it kind of relates to us 2,000 years later and find a way into it with some room. The fishing metaphor is a little more challenging. We have this piece with like, come and be fishers of men. That's coming out of Matthew's gospel. Mm -hmm. So it's coming out of this, let's show how the Hebrew scriptures are accurate and good and let's be a little more literal and let's be a little more authoritative And we're going to be fishers of men. We're going to find people and we're going to show them the right path. And we're going to catch people. It's a little less open Mm -hmm. and it's a little more specific. And so it gets a little harder to tease it open a bit. And I think for me, that makes it the harder metaphor to play with. There's also, I think for me... I just have far less knowledge and I've spent less time trying to figure out the details of fishing in this method. So there's probably more to learn, or I will say there is definitely more for me to learn about what it takes to fish in this method, like the nets, how do the nets work? 
you say this and yet at the same time when i think about the people that i know that go fishing and i know fishing is still a sportsman thing right you know people go fishing for sport and for actual food i can't even tell you whom i know that is got any sort of livestock in the realm of sheep goats or whatever that would have enough of them that shepherding would even be something that would make sense as a metaphor. And yet what I'm getting from you is it's the one that's still more easily understood, which is fascinating to me. But I'm a fleece person, right? Like I'm a spinner. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have hands-on livestock experience. I don't, but at least on Instagram, I follow a lot of shepherds. Sure. Like I follow a lot of actual people who are tending to livestock and shepherds. And on my Twitter, I follow a lot of shepherds who are actually tending their flocks now because I'm someone who is a spinner and I appreciate all the different kind of breeds of sheep and goats and alpaca. So I actually have an interest, right? My personal interest. I watch people shearing sheep on TikTok. Do you think then it's the more obvious metaphor only from the terms of it doesn't have to just be one animal. It can be any sort of group of things that you're sort of leading around in the world. Possibly. But I think with fishing, there's got to be more like fishing at that time was a bigger thing too. The kind of fishing that they did took a crew of people on a boat with nets, nets to be tended. So there's a whole culture around that. There's the time of day that you're going out. There's the kind of water that you're going out on. There's the kind of expectation of what kind of fish are you going to be getting in your nets. So now you're getting sailing into your fishing, right? Mm -hmm. Which is Mm -hmm. another step that most of us are removed from. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so each of these levels lends to how you can dig into the metaphor. And we see the metaphor, like these people that Jesus was with were sailors as well, right? This is where Jesus walking on the water comes from. This is where Jesus taming the sea and the storm comes from. Peter walking on the water to Jesus in the midst of the storm comes from this part of Peter being a fisherman. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to travel with people who are familiar with the waters and who are sailors and fishermen. What does it mean to make your livelihood from rough waters? And I think of like those, what was the TV show of like the Alaska fishermen and just how dangerous fishing in Alaska can be, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't think it's as dangerous as that in the waters where Jesus's followers fished, but there is got to be more of that metaphor to dig into and research. I don't go on the water. I am not a sailor. I don't fish. And I haven't researched these things. So there's depths of these metaphors that I have not plumbed, which I'm now realizing as we, <laughs> as we talk about this. This is great. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. As we're sitting here talking... What's coming to my mind is how much climate is affecting both of these things. Yep. Has that played at all into how you preach either of these? Or what do you see 
going forward? That's a great question. And I don't know. I think that as we recognize the ongoing changes of climate crisis and as we recognize the ongoing changes in our world, you know, our metaphors will continue to shift and change. Yeah. I would love to see farming itself be more of a metaphor, but along with your weeds and your mustard seeds and your everything else, farming is also something that's heavily, heavily affected by climate change Mm -hmm. and is equally in flux. Absolutely. And that's another one that I have so much respect for it, but I also have so little experience myself. Deacon Bonnie, on the other hand, has preached some stunning sermons with her farming background Mm -hmm. because she understands, having come from a Midwest farm, how that metaphor, those metaphors really hold incredible power. There are depths to that metaphor that are astounding. Interesting. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the fisherman versus the shepherd. I look forward to sitting down with you on another topic another week. As do I. And thank you all for joining us and for listening along. You can be sure to find us on iTunes and Spotify. If you have questions or thoughts or would like to plumb the depths of a different metaphor, make a suggestion of a podcast topic, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.